0: Welcome to the Ancient Way Podcast, where we discuss what it looks like to live as a Gentile following a Jewish Messiah. Put simply, we want to help others rediscover an ancient way by embracing the Jewishness of Jesus. We're glad you're here. All right. Well, welcome everyone to episode four of the Ancient Way Podcast, where Jim and I are your hosts talking about how Jesus is Jewish and figuring out uh, together what it means to live a life as a Gentile steeped in Jewish practices as we just understand and navigate the Jewish roots of our faith. So we have been talking for the last few episodes about the Sabbath and how we kind of stumbled upon it and how that practice has begun to shape our lives. And in the most recent episode, started going through just questions that uh, we've run into or friends have asked us. And so we're gonna pick up where we left off and continue talking about the Sabbath. Jim, how's that sound? Sounds great. I actually
1: have a um topic that you and I have not discussed before. Right. That I is is like um it's it's exactly what we're doing. Um in the sense of figuring out if, Within the context of a Gentile background, figuring out how to do this, and uh so I live in South Florida, and it like eight thirty it was just becoming dusk, and I was saying this is ridiculous um <laughs> like I you know we we really look forward to a rev Shabbat the 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 thing on Friday where it starts because that to me is like the Flintstones when they grab that bird's tail and it, and it screeches it's like the week it's over yes and, and it's you know I actually love the life I'm living now I don't need it to be over but entering into that weekend is still a, a prized moment in my soul so um um I said how do you start Shabbat at eight thirty at night, and it was it was like dark at nine. But I'm I guess I'm guessing the the sunset was listed at eight thirty. Whatever they listed at, it was pretty light at eight thirty. It was like dusk basically. And um, um, I can remember mowing my lawn trying to make it to Shabbat, and then I was trying to stretch what dusk was. But <laughs> now I had the reverse thing. I was like, all right, set already. And um, I said, so what do they do in Alaska when? It's light for six months, or the North Pole, and 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 dark for six months. You have Shabbat once a year, like right. They have to pick an arbitrary, albeit realistic time to say this is Shabbat, sun or no sun. We're not, we can't live by the standard rules. And I think with daylight savings time and living close to the equator, such as I do, um, the the swing between winter and summer is dramatic. Like in in New York. It could be dark at 4.30, like dark at 4.30. And um, so if you were a Sabbath observer, which so many programmers in Manhattan are, um, when they get hired, one of the questions you ask in an interview, an IT interview in New York is, are you a Sabbath observer? Because this person's (laughs) leaving at three. Is is that
0: a legal HR question? That's my first.
1: It's uh, it's not. it, It is and it isn't. It is not. Because I have no business asking anything about your religion. On the other hand, if you're a Saturday Sabbath observer, like they can't say, "Are you Jewish?" That that just can't. Right. But I need to know if you're a Saturday Sabbath observer, and on Fridays you'll be leaving every day at three. I I need to understand this before I sign on the dotted line. Do they get hired? Well, absolutely, all the time. But it's upfront. We all understand that um is leaving at three o'clock. Period. Yep. No if ends or buts, no uh, workaholic manager demand they finish this or that before. No, it's 3 o'clock party's over, this boy's on a train, on his way home. And um, so in New York, you could be dark at 4.30. Here, you, you could be dark at 8.30 at night in the summer. And um, so you and I have a mutual friend, Chris. He lives in Saskatchewan. And I said, Chris, I, I told him this whole story. So what do you do? Like he says, he said it can get dark here at eleven o'clock at night. Oh, and I said, crazy. so I said you're not doing a you're not doing the candles and the wine at eleven o'clock at night with the kids praying over the misses. I just, what do you do? He said, it's a common problem here. um People will arbitrarily decide Shabbat starts and ends at six or five. You know, five or six is pretty much right. the way. He he does something pretty interesting. Uh, they have Shabbat. They start Shabbat at five, uh, five or six. I don't know what, which one it was, but he says I still feel free to work till eleven. Though, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great. I said, like,
1: I said, wh- who wants to work after they do that initial thing? Like, yeah, um, exactly. Like, I, he says, well, he says I, I, don't always, but I inside I have the freedom that if I didn't finish the lawn, I can get on my tractor and uh, finish the lawn. Like, I don't feel compelled to not work. Or let's say, get on the internet and buy this or that. Um, I have till 11 o'clock. And in reality, both he and I, I I'm guessing you two, um, on Saturday when Shabbat is over at sundown, I had to, <laughs> I'm not whipping out the, the work to get involved with that, you know, I, I'm Shabbatting all day. And, right. and I, I even tried to justify, well, you know, that's nonsense. I'm a Western person you know, in, in a worldwide perspective, I, I'm I'm a Western uh Christian. Um I'm not doing Shabbat on Friday. That's nonsense. I I'm doing it on Saturday and I you know like I it for me I didn't feel like the Holy Spirit wanted any part of that. <laughs> it was like, no. I said this is the Sabbath, keep it holy. I didn't say modify it by your culture. I right. said this is the Sabbath, keep it holy. Okay, fine. So I, I went back to Fridays and um officially it's over at sundown you know if i so always you end wind at sundown
0: up, on saturday
1: well i i i kind of um shabbat is officially over for me on sundown i'm not about to start any project on saturday night it's just right it's not going to happen on the other hand if the whole day was bugging me that i really need to get on amazon and buy this i will buy it after sundown on a saturday and like right. i'm i'm free the rules are gone but the lifestyle's intact is basically the uh is the way I do it. So um my whole point in this conversation is to say, um there how do you, what do you think of this? What do you think of saying Shabbat is Friday, whether the sun is up or not? How do yeah. you how, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I where my head immediately goes is like there's a distinction I think of what like is written in scripture, like in the Torah, versus uh other rabbinic writings about Uh like what is the actual time. And I mean, I land ultimately, I think where you and Chris are landing, where um like yeah, the verse we read at the end of Genesis one, the beginning of Genesis two, where it says there was evening and morning, the uh the the first day. Um and so that's where like it starts at sundown. Came from. It's like that through Jewish uh, Jewish history has been when the day starts. So I I just adopt that, and I think from there, like in the examples that you're giving about, well, what happens if sundown is super late? I feel pretty flexible there. Um, It would be really difficult for us with little kids to like wait to start Shabbat until 11 p.m. It's just impractical and. I feel like there's a way wherever you fall on the spectrum that if you start it earlier, the like the rule to the T is don't light a candle on like the next day. So if like sundowns at 11 and you started at five or six, great, you know, and and you follow the halakhic law to a T, you'd be good there. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I like to start it around probably 530 or six with our family and end around 5.30 or 6 on Saturday. And that rhythm's really worked. I, I find it interesting, too, um, what Chris was saying about not feeling guilty about, like, finishing up some work afterwards. Because I've actually done that a few times where it's, like, it's getting late here. Dusk isn't until 8.30, like you were saying. And I've tried to, like, sneak it in. But I felt like every time I did that, I just, it didn't feel right in my soul. For me, and I felt like I was like that moment of when we say "Blessed are you, Lord, who sanctifies the Sabbath." That's like the demarcation of the rest of the week to Shabbat. And I feel like if I'm working after that, it's like really, it's like my head's not in the right space. So I'm not super legalistic about it, but I would say nine and a half times out of ten, once we once we sit down to eat, do of Shabbat. It's like Sabbath has begun.
1: Well, you know, um, for me, so ra- a-, a rabbi, a-, a Hasidic rabbi, would not be impressed with our perspectives. Like, he, right. In my, as, as far as I understand, like they say, yeah. I'm sorry. The sun is the sun. It's up. It's down. You don't get to decide. Um, and I respect that, and I honor well, it.
0: But, but even there, it's like, is it when? Like I could see them making an argument around is it when the sun is up or down in Israel? Like is it where you are today? Like how do you aren't there some differences even in that interpretation?
1: <laughs> so it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sundown somewhere. Uh um well, you know, I so I feel like it's a I, I needed to mention that thing about rabbis. I I I'm happy to respect their take on it and how they teach and how it is in in the Jewish community? Um, I do feel as though I'm not bound to the uh, law. I know that um, I know that they. If there are if there are Hasidic Jews in the North Pole or Alaska, I, there's a place called Irkutst in Russia. It's potentially or arguably the coldest place on Earth. There is a um, a community of Jews who have been so oppressed elsewhere in Russia, they collected in the place nobody would want to live so they could finally be left alone from the oppression they knew. But they're likely to be the folks with uh, six months of a very narrow day, six months of a very broad day, and um, they would have to have had to come to terms with it in some sort of practical, manageable, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to me, it's if you if you when you as soon as you're in that terrain, it's more important that it's weekly than it is the sundown. Like y- 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 it it just hmm. they've, so they've they would have to have uh, come to some terms. So if that's yeah. legal, well, here I am in, in similar, not so extreme terms where I or, or Chris not wanting to start at 11 o'clock at night. I feel like it's legitimate.
0: Well, here, here I just looked it up while you were talking. You're and a good... I think this is really helpful. And then I have some more commentary. Okay. So apparently, this was a question. I literally looked up, um, when does Shabbat start in Alaska? And there are several references to what different rabbis kind of decreed and wrote about this. So there's one. Um, it says, uh, in the North Pole, one should use the times for Shabbat and davening based on the location where they came from. So if you're from Florida, you move to the North Pole, you go with what? traditional time was in Florida. Another rabbi says that uh, when the sun is above the horizon for 24 hours, or it's completely dark, um, 6 a.m. is considered sunrise, and 6 p.m. is considered sunset. So it's interesting to me, even reading that, that that's kind of where, like, what we're talking about, where, like, Chris and you and I have kind of landed. It's like the six-ish mark. Right. Um, And then they even make... Uh yeah, Shabbat begins 18 minutes before 6 p.m. on Friday, ends at seven twelve, seventy seventy two minutes after the replacement sunset at 6 p.m. So I think it's, it's legitimate
1: and it's intelligent, right? And it's but like here, practical. Here's what I think the flip side is: if, and I have no judgment in this for you or Chris or anybody, but um. In my opinion, if you're standing before the Lord and saying, "I'm honoring Shabbat because of you," six to six is workable. I can't cut myself slack to work after I told him Shabbat started for me here, because that's yeah. that's like that's like, yeah, I'm married. I have a girlfriend, but I'm married. <laughs> You know, it's like, no, if you made the deal, you made the deal. It's it's, so sorry. You can't really have it both ways. Yeah. No, um... I
0: agree with you on that. And I think that's the part where I was wrestling with that, where I tried it a few times and it just felt wrong, felt off. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. And it's, yeah, I think that's in line with what you're saying. So for clarity, I don't do that anymore. It's like we start Shabbat (laughs) and Shabbat is, it started.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I um, and, and normally I wouldn't even have said it, just not to judge another man's uh, <laughs> life. But if we're having the discussion, I think it 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 bears yeah. it's worth saying that I feel like if um, I, well, I feel like if you make if you make this deal, then the deal is binding. It's not like flexible. I, right. This is my deal of convenience, but it's the minute it's inconvenient, I'm going to violate it because you didn't call me this anyway, right? Right. <laughs> it's like no, no.
0: Well, I what I think about in in like this whole example is when Yeshua is, you know, he healed a man on the Sabbath, and the religious leaders got all up in arms because he right. was doing quote work on Shabbat, and. You know, this is what a lot of people will use to say, well, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, so it doesn't matter. But I kind of I like that context that Yeshua talks about because he's basically saying this this Sabbath, this Shabbat is a gift for you. Right. And it's in your best interest to not work on it. So in that specific example, are we like truly resting if we're trying to get around the like official start and end time? Or are we really surrendering our need to do work on a day or to get things done because we feel like we're not going to have time to finish it or it's so pressing we have to do it now. So to me, it's like a good reminder of like, what's the posture of my heart on this day? And I feel that's very much in line with what Yeshua talked about.
1: Yeah. I, um, I really don't like the idea of making it convenient because I feel like I don't want to insult the Lord. Yeah. However, I do want to make it doable. And I know that if, if that grace is available for somebody in the North, I mean, how many of Santa's elves are Jewish anyways? Is anyone even living this? But, uh, how, if someone's had to be intelligent about it and say, okay, this is really not workable here, what are we going to do? I'm sure that there are many um, conservative Jews here in South Florida say, no, it's 830. It's 830, right. that's it. Um, I don't feel constrained to the letter of the law. I do feel constrained to give the Lord the Sabbath he's asking for, including a Friday night and a Saturday day. Um, But this is to me an intelligent. If I'm free from the rigors of the law, but I'm after following the heart or the spirit of the law in doing this, then I feel like the six to six. As long as I'm going to honor it, you know. And the the, you know there is the converse here. What happens when um, the sun has set it for in New York, and you're doing six to six? Hmm. Then you really are working on the actual. sabbath um how does that work i don't know uh yeah i know from you know what everything i've done in this has been an experiment every single step i've taken trying to adopt a hebraic understanding of a christian faith has been trial and error this sounded right i tried well it didn't fit that you know whatever um i used to go to restaurants that were very busy because they were working whether i was there or not i was exchanging i was paying for something which is uh, bogus really so, uh, I stopped and, um, very recently I tried to buy a ceviche on Fridays and put it in the refrigerator. So it's there on, cause it sits in lime juice. It's only getting better right. in my refrigerator. And I, I walk up at lunchtime, pull out this fabulous fish lunch that somebody else made that I took no work. It's like perfect, but I just couldn't get there on Friday. So and I went and, uh, Ordered ceviche on Shabbat and then sat out in this patio by ourselves under the trees, eating this gorgeous Latin fish. Mm. I, and I felt very Shabbat. This it was so chill. It was so pleasant. Uh, I I did spend money for it. I was not a, a restaurant. I, we drove. You know, like there was lots of violations in that. If we're going to go technical, but in my soul, it just was lovely.
0: That's great i I have two thoughts on this. One is like kind of like what you were describing, where it's been an experiment, and you've you've got some things right, you've changed some other things, you realize this wasn't life-giving. Um, I think that's the important part because in like it parallels with my own journey, where we can get so like rigid and stuck on, are we doing the right thing that we miss the spirit of it? Yes. But then the other part of that is, well, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And scripture Mm -hmm. says that he's going to guide us in all truth. And I just believe that if I'm doing something that's like not quite off, or maybe it's not like life giving to my soul, that God's going to reveal that to me and impress it upon me the same way that you're kind of describing. And I think that's important to bring up for people who, you know, maybe they're just getting into Sabbath for the first time. Yeah. Because you can get so fixated on it, and then it can suck all the joy out of it. But then, like you're saying, we you get to this moment where you realize, yeah, I'm not going to buy anything on Shabbat anymore. And that's, that's really good. But it's like that was a journey that God had to take you through to get you to that point.
1: Oh, my so, God. And it was laden with compromise and justifications. Right. It was just disgusting. Like I'm like, what? I'm sitting in my... I'm pressing a button. So I bought something. You know, it's like... but. It's just the idea of I can shop six other days. Couldn't I just part with money and the whole thing right. on one day if if that's what he's asking? Totally. Um and you know I I, I honestly I, I feel like if, if there were conservative Jews in our audience they might be like writing us all kinds of how could you even think this is Shabbat and, and I feel Totally. I I honestly feel judged um because of the freedom I find in Christ vis-a-vis these very law oriented things that we're embracing but I have to be true to my own heart and the Lord and 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 find peace there so right um, you like have you, you you've gone camping did you ever start a fire by yourself like just you know with sticks or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: Was, this would be very much contested if so I were a Hasidic right. person
1: I mean, that is a ton of work. And right. when it says don't light a fire, that they were speaking to people who lighting a fire was that right. every day. Like Versus that back like and forth with the... lighting
0: a lighter and... I'll
1: walk out to my, I'll walk out to my barbecue. So if I, if I do a barbecue the right way with coals, I mean, that's work. You know, with the chimney and the and totally. the fine. I, I'll give you that. No, there's no contest there for me. But I also have a gas grill. So I walk out, I push ignite, it's on. I'm not feeling like that's work. Did I light a fire? Yes, right. I did.
0: But Well, and if you took that to the extreme too, like is flipping your light switch considered work because you're activating electricity, which is similar to fire? I, I think we've
1: had this exact conversation in the <laughs> previous episode, but I do remember I was in at Doris's Italian market and there was this woman talking to me with a cigarette sticking out of her mouth, and she while she's Well, it was really like in the middle of her mouth and she's talking like, excuse me, sir, sir. I said, yeah. She says, will you light my cigarette, She wanted me to light her cigarette because she was a Sabbath observant and wouldn't light a fire and -hmm. wouldn't work to raise the lighter to her face and ignite this cigarette. So I did it for her. I'm thinking, no. No, no, and no, that that cannot be what my father had in mind when it came up with Shabbat totally a accosting strangers on a sidewalk to do this work for you to support your habit you know no i, I lit it obviously, and um but I don't wanna be that. I don't wanna be like uh my my friend does interior work in houses, and he was. <clears throat> in someone's house on Friday with this stipulation that he had to be gone by sunset, and the guy was ripping off squares of toilet paper and stacking them next to his toilet, and he goes, he looked up, and the guy is like, what? (laughs) He says, I'm getting ready for Shabbat. He wouldn't pull a piece of toilet paper off a roll. It had to be, but no one's, he's not even, he's still going to use it, which is, just as more work than pulling a roll, but he was so hooked up in the in the letter of the law that he he wouldn't even and i said like that, that's not what my father meant
0: no he said <laughs> yeah. I'm,
1: I'm struggling to find where is the place he meant, and how can I honor that and worship his name by aligning right. with that, and how do I not do that other business so
0: i i've got well, two two other things I'll mention here. I think one is when you look at even the command to uh, keep the Sabbath, to remember it, to keep it holy and set apart, like the language you hear all throughout the Old Testament in Scripture is um, that, uh, uh, sorry, just blanked on it, um, that it's set apart. So basically, you don't do any ordinary work. and. Right. Right. So to me, it's like, that's really helpful. It's like, I'm not going to go to work like I do every other day of the week. I'm going to treat meals differently. I'm going to change how I do commerce and purchasing things. And, and it's very like open-ended. There's not like the restrictions that we hear about are not in the Torah. Right. Not. And so I think that's intentional. And obviously there's things that even we're talking about that we've kind of done to where we've realized like, oh, we're not operating in that spirit of that command, that Sabbath command. And we figure that out. That's very similar to what the you know uh, Jewish rabbis have done for centuries. Um, but I think going back to, well, what did God actually say? What was the commandment is really helpful and life-giving. And then the second thing that I think is really freeing for me because when we first started getting into Sabbath, we had a lot of, a lot of these questions and there's a lot of different voices saying what you should and shouldn't do. And it can feel very uh, like oppressive um, where you're just worrying all the time. Are we getting it right? And I think it's good to remember that when you look at the church in Acts, this was this moment where this, these like rituals and rhythms that were reserved for the Jewish people God is now opening his spirit up to gentiles and people who may or may not have had had been aware of these other practices. And so Paul when he starts writing these letters, like there's a letter in Colossians where he's specifically addressing don't let anyone judge you by um like what you eat or drink. Don't let them judge you by uh, whether you keep the new moon festival Rosh Chodesh or your Sabbath times and I, it feels very much like what we're talking about, where you've got all of these differences in opinions and cultures that are now basically taking on the identity of Yeshua, this Jewish Messiah. And it was probably causing a lot of division of what do you do? What should you do? Like we see this in Acts 15. And so his his like writings are really helpful. It's like, don't let anyone judge you. These are a shadow of the things to come. Let everyone be convinced in his own heart. And that feels kind of like what we're wrestling with, what we're talking through today
1: you may you may know the exact address um I don't uh but Paul says, if you come to the however you come to the Lord, stay that way if you were if you came to the Lord as a Jewish person, preserve your Jewish way of life if you're a Gentile, stay a Gentile. no one's asking you to become right. jewish, and that is the absolute foundation of why I'm willing to embrace my hebrew roots without trying to become directly aligned with uh rabbinic teaching right i i, I stick to the torah and that's it and uh, uh there are those who would judge that as being not enough but i also feel like i'm aligning with what paul said and it's like i i came as a gentile i i i don't claim jewish heritage you know genetic heritage i i um I'm 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 grafted into Israel, but I'm not Israeli. Like I'm not so fine. How do I do it? Well, and that's well, exactly that is another thing we
0: could probably talk about. Are you? If you're grafted in, do you become part of the same tree, part of the root?
1: In heaven's eyes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, like I I I did uh, genetic testing and discovered that I, much to my surprise, I was twenty percent. Uh, Ashkenazi Jew, and my Jewish friends said, "Yeah, no one's going to respect that. You might as well not even say it." <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, so um, I I don't feel um... you have to be impressed with a culture that preserved their identity two thousand years without a country. I mean, that's just you know, it's the miracle working of God, really. Right. But still these people these jews today did this were part of this remarkable thing to to preserve their identity all this time so i respect how um fiercely they guard their boundaries like you know my daughter she's not going to date a gentile boy period you know like i i get that but if you are a believer in yeshua their messiah in my opinion um then I am part of that community somehow, some way, and certainly in heaven's eyes. So I yeah. yeah. That's hard. That's very well, hard.
0: In that Paul Paul talks about how uh Yeshua is making one new man, right? Yes. Like combining the the Jewish people and the Gentiles and creating one new person in himself. And I find that interesting too. Um yeah. Because what does what are the implications of that? And You know, for a Jewish person to retain all of the Halakhic law is one thing. But then what does it mean for me as a a Gentile? And we could argue some of that, you know, maybe we will at some point. But (laughs) I just love for me, I always come back to the fact that like knowing that Yeshua participated in these practices and like me identifying myself in some way, while it's not perfect to the letter that um, like a Hasidic Orthodox Jew might uh, might hold themselves to, I find a richness and beauty in like recognizing that where I am today as a believer in Yeshua comes from this long-standing tradition, and I don't yes. know, it's it's life-giving.
1: Yes, I don't know that um, the Messiah Himself felt constrained to do it the way the rabbis wanted it done. Well, right, it, that's silly. It's not that I don't know. I do know that he didn't. So um, uh, at some point, that's an invitation to a Gentile believer to embrace the spirit of the law and not be hooked up in the letter of the law, because it's not what he called us to anyway. And and all the, you know, I I was raised a Roman Catholic. Guilt is a a specialty of mine. And um, I... um, I I really could fall prey to my own sense of, oh my God, that's not right. Uh, Right. You know, and and it it could be, honestly, it could be a bit tormenting, but I've had to become um, let let me say militant about embracing my father's heart, living after a way that blesses him, and stopping there and calling it enough, like it or not. Yeah. And I, I think for any Gentile embracing Hebrew ways, that's the path of salvation, you know, like that's the path. I don't mean salvation, like heaven, hell, salvation. I mean like how you can do this and win and not be crushed by it. Right. And, um, and you know, it's possible, I'm uh, making errors that the Lord would rather see than done differently,
0: but uh, it's it's a one step at a time thing. Right. Well, that, that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like if, if you're doing something that's off or not you know, right, I think the spirit will guide you into the right way. And he'll start to put his finger on something that you might need to change. And I mean, he's already done that just by what you've shared.
1: Yeah. You know, and we've talked about um, often on camera, we've talked about uh, like my wife is not a Sabbath observer, but she she is on Fridays because (laughs) she likes it, actually. She's not on Saturdays because she'd rather go shopping, but um, I I have to get more of that. Like I I pray over her every Friday. Um, I I just would like to be, embrace more of that gorgeous Hebrew way of honoring family and honoring marriage and just embracing. The beauty of the life God has given us. Uh, I know that I have. I'm leaning in that direction. I'm just not where I'd like to be yet. Hmm. Um, But that's what does that.
0: What does that look like? Like what would you do differently based on what you're saying?
1: Well, I'm French. My wife is Italian. We're foodies, like you cannot believe. And as you well know, and. like we we you and i literally send pictures of food we've made and or, or and or are eating all the time so you know <laughs> i guess we're all foodies but um we know on wednesday what we're serving on friday and um um we're we're putting it together like i have what would be my father in the faith coming on shabbat but you have to chop an entire head of garlic, so that's already been chopped, sautéed in oil, and sitting in a glass container, mm. waiting for him. Because when he comes, I'm going to dump it in the pan, throw the uh, beans and tomatoes in, and you you, you run an Italian breath with this with a glass of wine, amazing. But mm. um, like all the work is done, but the meal is there. So Tina and I do that for Friday. But you know, like sh- the I'm I'm getting the wine ready. One of us is doing the, this appetizer thing, and suddenly we're eating. And drinking and we didn't get to praying yet and i i would like to reverse that where we i don't know i really don't know the right way perhaps the the eating and the, the the glass of wine and the food is is more like entree into shabbat and the prayer would be legitimate after what do you think
0: this yeah this is great because i feel like me and christelle have also had different uh perspectives on this and i do not like like, I, I I really, really want to start Shabbat with a prayer because to me, it's like setting the tone for the rest of the evening. And for me, when I sit down, like, I want that to be the start of Shabbat. And it's really hard for me to, like, wait. And even to the point where Christelle's like, she's hungry. The kids are, like, ready to go. And she's like, are you are you really going to pray, like, a five-minute prayer right now? It's not always five minutes, but... It's like I want that to be intentional. And so uh, I mean, this we even had this conversation two weeks ago at this point. and it was really helpful because I'm like, this is really important to me, and we we just kind of talk through it. And I like to start with that mindset. So we've she's committed to like come along with me um, where this is something that's important. And I'm trying to make it uh, also enjoyable for the kids. So like I include them in, the prayers we pray i pray over them and you know make it really intentional where they're looking something that they're looking forward to and for us that's that's been working and i yeah i love it
1: it's very interesting um marriage in this context because if you were her girlfriend and she was saying Oh my God! John wants to pray. And he goes on and, on and on. The 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 thing is burning on the stove. The kid just dropped the glass, my, and the baby needs a diapers change. It's like, no, I'm not feeling this. And it's like, right? Like you can really understand how she's feeling. Totally. Uh, but I, I, and we said this last time. It's you know the kid in the diapers. We you no know, no one's controlling that. But it's really about prep. It's four yes. o'clock. It's 100%. coming to five. We need to wind down that we can pray in peace. Right. And um I mean if you don't mind my saying this, um I have lived in your shoes actually, but I'm not in your shoes right now. Um I I would tend to pray with my wife first and tell the kids we're gonna pray. Death is the alternative to bothering us. <laughs> so so um pray with my wife. The way I'd like to pray over my lover, my wife, uh, pray over her life, something magnificent before the Lord. And then I would tend to pray over the kids individually, so there's not a circus going on. Totally. But and and, and perhaps perhaps I could be right. I really could be wrong here. It's just, you know, this is this whole experimental thing. I I probably would pray with my wife, have the wine and the appetizers, and then we're all chill, we everyone's eating, and then pray over my kids one at a time. Yeah uh because that would work too. they've eaten they're not wild they, and, and 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 if you stole 10 minutes with your wife for prayer they survived now it's an hour yeah i just don't see that working so right to me it's, it's like how can i how can i sow the beauty of this into my family without making it religious and oh my god he's right. praying you know <laughs> like totally mindset.
0: Well, I I think what you said to begin with is spot on because the moments when it's been very stressful is when we haven't prepared very well. And that's when it's like, yeah, my wife's in a bad spot. The kids are hangry. The house is still a wreck and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel restful. And so we've had to kind of work our way back to, okay, what's the root cause here? Oh, we're not starting to clean the house early enough in the day or we, we just aren't preparing. And so all of that 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 shift in intentionality can make a big difference in that. And I think that's really important. Well,
1: in my opinion, the onus is on you. Yep. At 2 o'clock to be thinking about it, 3 o'clock to be executing. Yep. You, you the covering of the household is protecting Shabbat by bringing order. Right. Like, Like when we're getting ready, you know, like um, a a man's I'll be home in five minutes is the same as a woman's I'll be ready in five minutes. Right. And um, when we're getting ready, I will always say five minute warning, meaning like my wife is thinking I'm taking forever. I'm not. I'm gonna be done. I, I I may still have no clothes on, but they're they're ironed and laid in the bed, sock shoes, underwear. Like those will be on in like 60 seconds. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give a five minute warning just so that I'm not saying to anybody, "All right, I'm ready," and right. no one's ready. Like I, 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 so I I think for you to, to say, you know what you're after, you know how beautiful it is, you know that the gift you're trying to bring to your family. Well, okay, then own it. You know, like. Yeah it's three o'clock, uh, pick up that mess. And, and, and you, and you yourself are, you know, engaging in pulling it together. And, uh, uh, if, if, you know, if, if uh, Christelle were cooking, like it's four o'clock. Is there anything you need help with?
0: Yes. Yeah. Or, that makes a then, big difference.
1: Yeah. And, and then, um, and, you know, if it doesn't work, I, I don't even think it's a, it's an opportunity to lay down and die. I say, where was, where was a failure point? Right. It was this. Okay, well, next week I'll be on that too. And then suddenly people say, well, they just do Shabbat so well. That's easy for them. No, it wasn't easy. We made, <laughs> these
0: are all choices. You should have should- seen the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> Building up to this moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, I find your soul to be so beautiful. You cannot grow old and not have attained what you wanted in Shabbat. And if you were the reason you got to have this beautiful place and then give it to your family, it's worth whatever it's costing you at three o'clock on a Friday.
0: I 100% agree with that. I, I'm even starting to see the like the fruit of it now, where before my... It was always a, like a struggle for a season as my kids were a little bit younger, but i realized that the more consistent we got about how we approach shabbat they right. like they like they understood it they came along yeah. with us yeah and to the point now where they're like quieter than they used to be they're more engaged than they were i get them yeah. to like like get one of them to say one of the words in a prayer i'm praying or a verse i'm reading and yeah. it's so it's so great and i it's just nice to see that and i really do hope that as they get older and start their own families that this will be like uh, something that they look back on with fondness and remember, like the good times we had and the heart posture towards God, as yeah, we did this over and over.
1: Yeah, the, that book, How to Pray by Peter Gregg, um, he says they spin some um landline phone, I guess it's portable, and when, whoever it points to, quote unquote, gets the privilege of, um, Saying grace and asking anyone at the table anything they want, <laughs> and um, I'm thinking that feels very much like what you're talking about with what you've tried to achieve, what, what you are achieving in your family. Like the kid wants to be the one who says the prayer over the wine or the bread or the whatever, because right. it's considered an honor to do that. It's it's it, it's a point of clout really, and why uh, we to instill a little kid with that sense of Engaging Yahweh in such a way that yeah, I got to I got to pray the prayer this week, and I'm the one who approached the Lord God on this day. Oh right. my, what a gorgeous gift to give kids growing up!
0: It is. We um will say the Shema often in our family, yes, and it's been so fun to watch. Even my two and a half year old, she knows the words to the Shema, and. It's it's so amazing just to see them like light up and lean into all of these these things that we're doing.
1: That is absolutely beautiful. It reminds me of the, the the baby in the Simpsons pulling out her uh her, her that little thing and and uh, saying the Shema because she, at this age she's already like that's the image that comes right to my mind is that kid. Yeah, that's what it feels and, like. Oh my! And you, that little girl is adorable. Um, yours, little girl. By the way, So great. Uh, not, not the uh, Simpsons. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I think um, I th- I think we've discussed it thoroughly
0: enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is great. It was good getting into some of the details on Shabbat. Yeah, I'm um, I'm
1: moving towards six to six. Um because i in south florida in the winter i it'll never put me in a position where i'm it's dark and i'm not celebrating shabbat it's right. going to put me in a position where i start early sometimes mm. about half the year but uh i don't know i don't know if i'd be able to make the leap to celebrate it late on purpose right and i have celebrated late by my own stupidity but not on <laughs> purpose and um uh so I, I think I'm going with six to six from here on out, intentionally uh, by decision. So. Um,
0: well, you can try it out in just a few hours. Yes, yes. We can yes, talk about it yes. next week.
1: Yep. Tonight we're having Romanian grilled eggplant hmm. blended with peppers and onions and uh, some Hungarian, some Romanian spices. My neighbor made it.
0: That sounds delicious.
1: Lovely, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, that's it awesome i'm saying that's it because it's 11 o'clock and i'm thinking oh yeah
0: look at that our time is up this is good wow. thanks for listening to the ancient way podcast where our work is made possible by generous supporters like you to find more podcasts and free resources we invite you to visit the see you next time